G'day everyone, welcome back to the House of Mario for 2020. I hope you've had a fantastic Christmas, an awesome new year, and uh, keen to get into some Nintendo chatter throughout the year. Uh, I'm going to be kicking off this month with Nintendo Neighbors, so each week throughout the next month or so I'm going to have a new guest on, whether it's from someone who's in the uh, content creation side of things, or is just a big Nintendo fan. Uh, to kick it off, I've got my good friend Daniel Treadray joining me, who uh, is a fantastic friend of mine, and we're going to be doing things this year, and I hope you would tune in for that. You'll learn more about it anyway during the episode. So, for the first time for 2020, the doors to the House of Mario are open. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the House of Mario, the Aussie Nintendo podcast backed by 120 power star rating. And the doors to episode 128 are open. I'm your host, Drew Agnew, and joining me is my fellow Nintendo neighbor, it's Daniel Treadray. How you going, man? Yeah, I'm all right. How are you going on this fine, humid day? Sweaty. Very, very sweaty. Wearing a sweat singlet. I got out the shower, right? And I'm just sweating like a pig. I feel like I'm up in uh, Queensland. It's uh, no good. Don't like it. Yeah, it's not ideal. Not ideal. Not not a fan of this at all. So, Dan, you've been on the show before. You've been in the house tomorrow a couple of times. You've been gallivanting around with Bryce and I. And uh, I've got you on this week because you're Dan, so I thought, you know, why not chuck you on a microphone? You can talk about uh, some... I'm a guest Bryce this episode. You're a guest Bryce. <laughs> <laughs> no one can feel Bryce's shoes. You know, he's he's such an individual, unique individual. Uh, guest chum of Bryce. Chum of Bryce. <laughs> <laughs> and also Drew, but I... the great man's not here, so today I'm the guest Bryce. Guest Bryce. So just call everyone the guest Bryce. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I'm going to be doing while Bryce is away, sort of um, on holiday or whatever you want to call it. His time away from the podcast. Don't want to stretch his vocal cords too much. God forbid we do that. We've got to keep his uh, vocals nice and nice and fresh. So in the meantime, I'm going to be having guests, and I'm going to be calling the series uh, basically Nintendo Neighbors, getting people from the Nintendo sphere, whether it's um, content creators or just fans of Nintendo games. Um, which you are, Dan. You're a big fan of Nintendo. You uh, talk a lot about Nintendo with us. I've been, been ever since the Nintendo 64 and then up until Switch, which I've been just been playing non-stop this year. Except for we, when you weren't. Except for when I didn't, you know, play it. But <laughs> let's not think about that. <laughs> um, and also, Dan, you're going to be starting a new podcast with me. Yes. So there's the... We are... Fuck. <laughs> we are fuck. <laughs> it's, it's all right. It's all right, Dan. Stumble there. <laughs> so I will be taking over... Bryce's role on the formerly Patreon exclusive Kraken Furfies and moving it into a new format with a Druby here. Mm, yeah, gonna be lots of fun. Um, basically, we were doing a Patreon exclusive podcast where Bryce and I just, you know, talked about whatever we wanted. But unfortunately, we only sort of had time to catch up and do the House of Mario. And uh, yeah, so we're bringing on bringing on Dan. Going to be sort of uh, repurposing that show. Going to be making it its own thing. It's going to be lots of fun. Um, we've got ideas for segments and all that, and we're going to be sort of launching it in February sometime. Not sure just yet, but uh, if you're listening to this a month or so after the actual episode comes out, there'll be links in the show notes. But if you're listening to it on the week it comes out, there will be there'll be no links because it doesn't exist yet. But looking forward to it. Um, yeah, it'll be, it'll be exciting to try something new and see how it goes. 
Yeah, because you haven't, like, yeah, you've come on this podcast a couple of times, but you haven't... Uh, yeah, yeah, and well, especially when I live in Adelaide, it's going to be a little bit of a different setup, but we'll do our best. <laughs> we'll do our best. Well, that's that's all we can ask, Dan. We can't. Yeah. We can't. At the, at the very least, else. it'll be good fun to do. Good, good thing to try my hand at, and then yeah. hopefully you guys enjoy it. It'll be another skill to develop. Sort of learn to talk into microphones, mic etiquette. Be interesting. Not yelling right into the pot filter every single time. No, that's not too bad. As long as you're not, <laughs> as, long as, as long as you're not just spitting into the microphone without the pot oh, filter. Well, there's where I've been going wrong. Yeah, just doing big loogies into the... <laughs> into the <laughs> uh, so, Dan, let's, uh, let's jump into basically some of your highlights from Nintendo's 2019. Uh, lots of great games come out, lots of you know, new hardware, lots of interesting things. Um, so, I know Fire Emblem has been one of your biggest highlights from last oh, year, yes, this yes. year. Those in the Discord know that when I was playing it, it was I was talking about it almost non-stop when I was having a chat but taking over your life i think i put in about 100 through two playthroughs i put in about 110 hours mm-hmm. uh currently taking a little break from it to smash out some pokemon raids yep <laughs> but at some point i will be doing a third playthrough with the blue lions but mm-hmm. start of black eagles and then then the golden deer and then try and get my money's worth out of that game yeah so how long did each playthrough take was it half of your time like 55 hours or 50 55 hours roughly oh, yeah, yeah. About that, it's not too bad. Didn't didn't really rush it, but I also didn't really dawdle it. So I feel like, yeah, on average, like fifty hours is a good good play playthrough length. Yeah, because I haven't played it yet. It didn't grip me enough to like just like smash it out like a like actually a fair few of my friends did. But yeah, yeah, well, no, well, I just really enjoyed the whole turn based strategy and then kind of diving into the whole slice of life. I guess mm, I quite like the, the slice academy. of life. Yeah, yeah, and then. Yeah, I, you you said yourself you don't didn't really jump into the combat, but I found it pretty interesting. Like mm. trying to work out different strategies to try and get my like get what I wanted and mm. cover the maps and all that. But yeah, I thought it was a good time. Um, I also played a lot of Awakening. Did like when that came out, that's what initially hooked me on Fire Emblem. Didn't play as much as Fates. Just didn't think it was didn't measure up to Awakening for whatever right, reason. Yeah. And that was when they tried to do the whole split it into three games which was frustrating but i feel like they kind of got back to what they should be doing with three houses rather than compared to fates and sort of drew drew in quite a larger audience as well kind of being like almost a marquee title for the switch Hmm. which is really doing well for nintendo yeah it's good to see fire i'm still going really well especially after like after the 3ds obviously it exploded then going into the Switch, it's just, uh, yeah, it's still going and on of strong. of course, has a, the army out. of sword boys in Smash. Sword boys, yeah. <laughs> sword boys. <laughs> Sounds like soy boy. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, yeah, no, yeah. I, I sunk a lot of time into Fire Emblem. I actually had to do a bit of running around Adelaide just to actually find a copy, so it was pretty popular. Oh, really? Yeah, because I, I, I didn't pre-order it, and I was working the day it came out. I was like, oh, I'll duck down to the shop on my break. Went down the first Target, couple of suburbs over, sold out. Mm. Finished work, went into the city, went all the stores in Rundle Mall, all sold out. Had to, got lucky on like after the on the Sunday of the first weekend, but it was very hard to surprisingly find a copy. And mm. I like I like having physical copies versus you having a lot of your things digitally. Yeah, I just uh, sat on my ass on the couch, <laughs> bought it, downloaded it, waited a couple of hours for that mm. Australian internet to 
eventually finished downloading. Nah, it's actually not too bad. I mean, it's what I'm used to, so I don't know. <laughs> it's not as bad as your internet at the airport. Oh, it's dreadful, anyway. but, but that's beside the point. Uh, it was surprisingly hard to find a copy, but then when I did, I definitely got my money's worth. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's, it's probably one of those games where retailers just went, oh, we're not going to get that many copies in. and Yeah, I, I guess those. it kind of sold a lot higher than initial expectations of your targets and your big Ws, mm. but that's a good thing. Yeah, absolutely. Even if it's slightly annoying at the time, uh, good good to see. Mm. And it's it's a big thing too, like you wanting to actually do the three playthroughs instead of just like, oh, I'll play once and look them up on YouTube. Because that's probably what I'll do. I'll probably play through the oh, once. I, I, yeah, I was like, with other games that I've been like, oh yeah, I'll just look it up later and then I just don't. Whereas I feel like I just right. kind of want to get to know each of the characters and go through each of their stories because they're actually pretty different and... Mm. Yeah, I, I know you won't get all that just looking at at a uh, like a playthrough or something like like a Cliff yeah. Notes. But mm. I feel like like I would I have actually enjoyed it enough to validate going through a few different pl- playthroughs. Mm. That's awesome. And then on top of that, I've still got like the DLC has been. I've been away recently, and there's been a couple of waves of DLC come out that I want to explore that I haven't seen yet because like I haven't played it in a couple of months, and mm. it'll be there for when you come back. Oh yeah. <laughs> So, what what's a you you went on a trip in Europe for a few months and you didn't take your switch with you? But what were you playing before you went on your trip? Well, Fire Emblem. You were still playing <laughs> Fire Emblem. Uh, I mean, you you stuck classics like your Super Smash Bros. Which even though it was the end of the last year, I guess a lot of its lifetime has been this year. So it's highlight of this year, even if I'm not that great at it. <laughs> uh, it was doing. Got into a little Mario Kart hole there for a bit. Oh yeah, sunk in, sunk in a few hours in that. Just doing pretty well in online. I yeah. Did you? So you just picked up Mario Kart this year on? Switch. Yeah, I was telling telling Drewby yesterday, which about I initially didn't pick up Eight Deluxe for Switch straight away because I had it on Wii U with the DLC, and he just like he just kind of looked at me and was like, "Dan, that's dumb." Yeah, well, I just <laughs> I, I just said to him like, "Dan, like really." You've got you've got a couple of mates over. You you got the switch out. You're playing Smash. You go to Mario Maker. You just go in between games. It's like, all right, let's play some Mario Kart. So you get out the Wii. You hand out the Wii U tablet, and like your guess would be just like, Dan, you're a psychopath. <laughs> Why are you giving me this when we're just but playing the what switch? What is this outdated technology that only mm. came out about seven years ago? <laughs> yeah, and like to be fair, if you're like a big Mario Kart person, the deluxe version is easily worth. Um, oh yeah, spending the money on. I mean, I. Really don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> you're trying. You're trying to be good with your money. You, that it's, 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 that's a good thing, Dan. Don't don't be ashamed of that. I'm just I'm just being sarcastic. But yeah, you should have got Mario Kart. <laughs> yeah, it is definitely far better on the Switch. Yeah, as most games are compared to the Wii U, mm. the Wii Brick, the Wii Brick. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't even work as a frisbee. Doesn't uh, doesn't fly very well. No, it doesn't. No, but I've tried we, that. We, we, we tried <laughs> throwing, it, throwing it to each other out in the backyard and it just didn't go well for us. No, no. It just <laughs> doesn't get airborne very well. <laughs> so, yeah, you didn't take your Switch on your holiday. No, I didn't. Because you just took your backpack over there. Yeah, I just couldn't really fit it in. Um, as some people, regular listeners might have known, for the past few times I've been on, I was trying desperately to avoid Pokemon spoilers. So that's meant like an extra month of keeping all Nintendo account like related accounts, except for Drewby, of course, blacklisted on my social <laughs> media feeds. <laughs> of course, <laughs> uh, yeah, it was, it was really hard to avoid the spoilers. But if you're in a different country, not really on your phone, 
Yeah, I that mean, I, I did. I got got a couple of annoying spoilers just from like YouTube thumbnails and stuff, and I was just like passing the time on a travel day. But like, yeah. I managed to get through and avoid a lot of the spoilers, which I gather I was a lot luckier than most people who yeah. were trying to do the same thing. And you avoided the spoilers after the game come out too. So, yeah, so, so I you done a real good job. <laughs> I got back into Australia roughly the thirteenth of December, which at that point the game had been out for roughly a month. Yeah. And I hadn't seen anything else going in, which was it was good for a change to actually go into battles and be like, "What is that?" Yeah, because you're like, "What the hell is this?" It's an apple. I'm like, "Apple and <laughs> Apple and is one of the coolest new Pokemon." What do my, you want? My about? quote was, "Now that there is an apple, nobody can talk shit about the vanillish Vanillux line." Which I mean, actually having caught an ap- apple in now and got a flapple, they are a little bit better than the than the ice creams, but there are still some yeah. a bit designs in the new game that are a bit how you go oh there's nothing wrong with vanilla it's just (laughs) an icicle with ice cream and a face on it i'll get one i mean i trained one in black and white so yeah i wonder if their ice cream regenerates and you can just like lick it all the time what do you reckon that'd be good for these hot australian summers even though Mm. it'd probably die very quickly (laughs) we'll put a like a never melt ice item on it and uh power up its ice moves and you'll be able to come on nintendo give the people what they want real life vanilla oh my god yeah yeah like like in front of a Nintendo store set up like a little ice cream section do like Vanillax strawberry Vanillax mm. our oh. creamy you can do like give give out all the food Pokemon a bit sadistic though <laughs> but you know they're the ones who Swirlix Swirl Puff yeah well, they're the ones who made Pokemon based on food items so it's on them blood's on them <laughs> yeah they could make some Applin pies oh yum well there's, already, there's um what's his name Applin Oh, apple apple and Flapple and oh, Appleton. There's Appleton. He, Appleton. I, I got sword, so I haven't got an Appleton yet. Yeah, but he, he is an apple pie. <laughs> but he's a big, delicious apple pie. I think that's great. I like one just like bursts out of the apple and flies around. The other one just like oh, gets fat, <laughs> <laughs> gorges himself in apples. Mm. Yeah, because he has a sweet apple, so it just makes him fat. Well, the tart apple just makes him angry, and he wants to get out of the apple. Yeah, yeah. Interesting concept. So, what do you, what do you think about Pokemon in general? So, you played it. Um, I do think there is a fair bit of wasted poten- potential, particularly an exploration outside of the wild area. Um, I really don't like the train mechanic because I feel I would rather go through those caves and stuff by myself. Um, what, wild, what do you mean by the um cave? Like the there, if you look at the Galar map, the train goes through a bunch of tunnels oh, and mountains train. and stuff. Like I would gotcha. rather just. I mean, I understand why to try and, but I why they didn't put that extra cave route in. But it also does kind of make the game feel a bit rushed. Yeah, I guess because, what the caves you do get to go through the mines, they're not they're, very long. Or yeah, they remind me they're a little bit smaller than like the Union Cave in Gold and Silver. Mm, yeah, but I feel like the wild they put a lot of their time into the wild area justifiably, but that kind of. The, the other parts yeah. of the game felt slightly rushed. They pretty much looks like a Diglett tunnel, aren't they? Yeah. From the original games, yeah. Yeah, it like, would... I would have said like I would have said like seventy five percent of the development time would be figuring out how to do the wild area, which they did well. Yeah, the wild area is great. Um, but everything else is kind of underdeveloped a little bit. Yeah, if it is a li- like it, the wild area is so good, then it is jarring when the exploration is cut down in the normal routes. I didn't mind so much because my exploration was just like oh what's in the grass and like finding everything because there's so many different species in like just one patch of grass. But yeah, apart from like actually looking about the actual route itself, it was very like directional, like go yeah. this way. Very linear. Mm. 
I mean, there's I rat, mean, there's rat six, which had like you know ladders everywhere, and it was a bit. Like, the, I mean, that was fun. You had like all the yeah. phalanx like walking around, like having to dodge them if you didn't want to fight them, like. And like there was the one with the fossil expert on it, he like kind of climb up the mountain. But aside from that, hmm. like there were there's unused space that like, I could have put like an extra cave in, or could have put, done yeah. a little bit of extra development. But yeah, and they do a little bit too, where like you know the the snow route. Where like you get the bike and you can go back, and then you can access different areas, get yeah. like some pretty decent items if you go back and have a look at the you know to the left of the bridge and all of that stuff. But yeah, that's as far as it goes in the routes. And like I, I agree with you. I would like to. I I would like to see that wild area just expand to the whole game. Oh yeah, I, I think that's what most people want. And it I might, mean, because like mm. one of the major things that I was worried about was like the scaling of the wild Pokemon, which they got right. Yeah. So if they just did the wild area for the whole thing. I don't really see a problem. Because hmm. it would be cool, like like in any sort of open world game where you look in the distance and you say, oh, there's a, there's a town and you can run up to it and heal your Pokemon and whatever you need to do. It's kind of it's the step one to that big open world, that Pokemon game that everyone kind hmm. of wants. Yeah. And they kind of prove like dipping their toe in the water, whereas maybe next gen they'll just dive full on in or... Yeah. I haven't, I haven't heard anyone say that they didn't like it. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, actually, like I just want to talk a little bit about actually Diamond and Pearl remakes or whatever the Pokemon games are in 2020. Because um, I was just thinking, like, the wild area, like, that's a mechanic that can't go away. No, it can't, but... And then, like, Diamond and Pearl remakes, do you reckon they'll put them into, say, like, a remake or a reimagining of a past Pokemon game? I feel like they would do it as post-game content if okay, they put yeah. it in. yeah. Because they could like put it in the actual Sinnoh region. Because there's like there's bits of the map where it just aren't used. It's just like yeah. represented as like grass and hills. Or they could send you to an island or something, which is like, hey, this is an open plain island. <laughs> so do whatever you. Want. But I feel like for the actual if if three makes happen, which may or may not happen, I feel like they'll stick closely to the original plot line, and then seeing the success of the wild area, that'd be like extra post-game content like the Sevy Islands and Fire Red and Leaf Green or mm, I don't think leg- it, legendary hunting in like Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire. Yeah, I don't think it can be post-game content because it's such it's such a selling feature for I guess Generation 8 and to like have like a Sinu game a part of Gen 8 it can't be like oh yeah you can access this after the game because like and them especially you know Game Freak cater to people that just pick it up play it for a 20 hours put yeah. it down they, that, that's, that's who they cater to that's who they care about you know, to be frank so they're not going to be put it put it in afterwards I don't think but yeah it's just something I've been thinking about like because like with Omega Ruby after Sapphire the, the whole like thing was like ooh Mega Evolutions that was the big thing and, and then you could like in the post game soar through the sky and do, go to all those little different islands mm, mm. I could see them kind of developing that sort of mechanic into a pseudo wild area maybe yeah but I feel like I, I'm kind of thinking like for they'd want to stick closely to the wild. Hold on, that's all good. My my phone just went off. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like they'd want to stick closely to the whole like original map, and then try and do. I it's kind of interesting how how they would do if they go straight like straight away from it or try and shoehorn it in. Hmm. I mean, where what like. How do you think it would implement into Diamond and Pearl? Like where exactly would you put it on the main map? Like around Mount Coronet in the middle, or yeah, maybe like a lot of people complain about like Mount Coronet being like 
an awful mess. <laughs> yeah. Need, how many? You need like seven TMs to get through, or HMs to get through it, or something ridiculous like that. So like two Pokemon slots in your party up just filled up, just with yeah. all all Surf, HMs. Strength, Defog, Flat, well, Flash, mm, Rock Climb, Rock Smash. Oh yeah, I forgot about those extra ones. Yeah, it's just like Jesus. See, so, yeah, I mean, it could be done. I just think Game Freak are a bit more conservative when it comes to that sort of thing. Mm. So I wouldn't expect it. Mm. We'll find out in the next five months or so anyway. <laughs> or, <laughs> if they or, do announce it. Yeah, if they do announce it or if they just announce Dinosaur, Dino Shield. That's what I'm just calling the second versions of these. So why why Dino? Dynamax. Because okay. like, okay. I saw a thing on the internet. It was like Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon. The key part of those games is Ultra Beasts. Whereas okay. the key, pa- key part of Sword and Shield is Dynamaxing, Dinosaur, Dinoshield. Oh, it's a bit of a mouth- mouthful, that, but it's that, a working title in least, my head. Well, the, the thing of Ultra as well, it works. Like Ultra, it means the best. So you're like, oh yeah, I'll get that one. Because it's, it's Ultra Sun, wow. <laughs> um, but Dino, it's kind of like, what? Dino? G- Gigantosword. Gigantosword. <laughs> yeah, per- like, personally, I'm, I'd probably prefer if there were no Pokemon games this year. Yeah, but well, no, no main series at least. Mm, I just, just, I just want Game Freak to like not rush the next one. Yeah, we just got like the the lead up to Sword and Shield took a lot of energy out of me <laughs> because of yeah, all because all, of the internet tantrums, all of the crap, and just like you know, it's not even just the tantrums. It's like my own personal feelings too. Like you know, I was disappointed going into it, and I enjoyed like really enjoying it. I played 150 hours of the game. Don't get me wrong, I love the game. <laughs> But yeah, that, that's just in the first week alone. First two weeks, uh, <laughs> not quite, not quite. It's up to now, so that's been a, it's been yeah, six weeks or something. Six weeks nonstop mm. with his thousand two hundred eggs for shiny hunting. Yeah, yeah, that that lit week almost killed me. Yeah, it's, it was funny when I got it though. I'm just like, instead of like, yes, got it. So like, I just looked at the TV and went, thank fuck for that. And <laughs> <laughs> that's done. Got no emotion from me, whatever. I'm like. Yeah. It's no, bit, I, I would like like Game Freak to definitely like develop whatever they do next a little bit more. Yeah, but I'm, it depends if like if they have a full hand if they do like a Pokemon Ranger or a Pokemon Snap, which is never going to happen. Basically, yeah. But they've never really done the spin-offs apart from uh, Pokemon Quest, which was that you know that mobile game oh, slash yeah. Switch game. Yeah. They're, so like like I would be happy seeing like one of those like more Nintendo driven rather than Game Freak driven. But I want Game mm. Freak just to focus on develop doing that little bit of extra development. Mm. And now that I've got a whole lot of like the like base models for Galar done, like maybe like expanded a little bit for the like the traditional third version. Yeah. I'm like like playing through this game and thinking about it more, I don't think I don't think it's like, oh, we don't have the models ready. It's not it's not necessarily that's the reason why the rest of the Pokemon aren't in it. It's just because like when you when you're thinking about making a new Pokemon like this, they sit down and say, you know, Galarian Weezing. We're going to give it ability that neutralizes other abilities, and but they they can't just do stuff like that without breaking, say, Slack off and Regigigas. So, limit, oh yeah, limit, that's another way to look at it. Yeah, limiting the pool. They're like, well, we we can do this. We just can't include those. And say in the next game, so have slacking, but they can't have an, an ability. They can't have neutralizing gas in that game because then it will break slacking. So it's. I think it's mainly about balancing and sort of like making 
the games like because I don't I don't mind that all the legendaries aren't in it. I think See, like personally, I I'm okay with the national decks not being there. Like I don't miss running into Zubat every five minutes, mm. and like all the legendaries make sense to not be there, even if it kind of cripples the Uber's meta game. Yeah, it's like, like I'm quite but, I'm quite happy like because every game's just been dominated by Groudon, Kyogre, Rayquaza, uh, Exernius. Uh, you're seeing like the um the trio from Gen Five, the fighting. Uh, oh yeah, I, I don't even know what they're called the necessarily. Rasher Ram and Zekrom. No, and- no, like a. The Musketeers? The Musketeers, yeah. The three Musketeers. The four Musketeers. Um, though, though that said, with like Eternatus in particular, I think they've kind of started to fall on a power creep and try and made him a little bit stronger than he should have been. Mm, but he's like his power isn't that strong. Because he's got higher and, base stats than the other legendaries, I think. Yeah. But like his um, Gigantamax form is just like through the roof, but you can't use yeah, it. Yeah, you can't use it. But like yeah. his base stats are, I think, like... like on like slightly higher than U two on average, hmm. yeah, starting to slip in a power creep a little bit. Well, that that sort of happened with Mega Rayquaza. Oh, Mega Rayquaza was ridiculous. He was there. He had like a base of six eighty. So <laughs> yeah, and Eternatus is on that level. I think. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, but like if you those legendaries won't be able to be used in competitive, so it's not too bad. And there's yeah. only there's only three of them, so it's not like a huge ban yeah, list. Like I appreciated. Like their role in the story was a little mm. bit less diminished, mm. I guess. I mean, Eternatus is key to the whole thing, but it's kind of like, oh look, there's Dashian and Zamazenta. We'll get them to help instead of like making the whole focal point of the game like an evil team trying to find them to use them to expand the land or yeah, destroy space and time with Giratina, like in Platinum and yeah, yeah. So I appreciated that. That was even if this story again could have been a little bit more developed so just like kind of spots here and there through the story but like again like the focal point of the games is the wild area so mm, it's yeah. forgivable uh, yeah I, I enjoyed the story just because it was like it took a back seat it was about the characters and about you know versing the gyms that's that's what I want in the Pokemon game I don't need all this I was getting real sick of just like running to the bad guys all the time because they're usually the, really... the, the bad guys in here not even really being the bad guys and actually being kind of good and yeah, just, just a uh, little misguided. Yeah, see, that bit could have just not existed because it was kind of dumb. Yeah. And like, like, oh, we're here to support money. Okay. Cause why? I, on, well, Team Yell were fine. I'm talking about, like, you know, the bit at the end. Oh, yeah. Mm. You couldn't have waited one day on your scale <laughs> of a million, like a thousand years. Yeah, it's, at this point, it's just like, all right, I don't expect a good story from Pokemon. I know, no. I know there's great storytelling potential in that universe. Because we've I've seen it in the manga, you see it in a few like spin-off anime shorts. Uh, you know the previous games have shown that they can do it, um, but I just don't expect it anymore. <laughs> yeah, it's not what Game Freak wants to do. Yeah, obviously not. Yeah, it, that's all this said though. Still, probably one of my highlights of the year. Like having got it, what are we like two and a half weeks ago? I put in a bit, got up to fifty-two hours. Mm. Just and that's just riding around the wild area, getting into raids trying to manage my party so I wasn't over leveled and like I said it's a good time thing it sure is <laughs> <laughs> yeah like it's 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 my favourite game of 2019 for sure because uh, I'm just such a big Pokemon fan and I really did enjoy it and yeah uh, I would like to see more from it but what are you going to do yeah. Cause give, I, give that a couple of years and hopefully we'll get that yeah. a little bit more because I would I would like this, I would like to be at the point where nominations are coming up for say the game awards and i'm like this game deserves to be in 
RPG ne- needs to be nominated. Not necessarily win, but it just needs, needs to be in the discussion. I, to... I don't think it is, but no, I don't think it is either. But I would like to, like it to get to the point where it's like, oh, you know, they've introduced the voice acting, the graphics are smoothed over, the end game content's there, the story is solid. It's a good reason to push you through the game, like. They're, they're, they've got like obviously the base for Pokemon's great the, the gameplay is some of my favourite just in the industry but yeah there's, there are a few things that need to get ironed yeah. out and I think that's just with time uh, with time because they don't get as much uh, uh, room to develop as I think they'd like but you know we, we're not there so obviously don't really know maybe they're like you know what we don't want to spend more than three years on one game because we'll get bored of shit yeah. we just want to pump them and, out and also so, I think don't this know. could just be a flow on of it just being on the Switch but I think it's probably one of the, I think I saw something that's the highest selling game since Gen 2 or 3 or something yeah um, in the first few days it sold 6 million worldwide which was huge I d- I d- it didn't beat it wasn't faster than Sun and Moon because that was off the uh, Pokemon Go hype train oh yeah um but Sun, oh, Sword and Shield made more because it was twenty dollars more. <laughs> and on the so, Switch, yeah. yeah, yeah. So good old, good old Pokemon. Hmm. I'm gonna be keep playing it, looking for shinies, doing competitive. I'm gonna try and get into the, some of the competitive stuff eventually, mm. and yeah, and and like I said, I I won't be like if they announce another game, I'm gonna be like, oh yeah, it's gonna be good to play another game. But at the same time, I'm gonna sigh a bit because it's like oh, another eight nine months of leading up to another Pokemon game well by then I can't do that every by year. then <laughs> Pokemon Home should have come out so you might have actually might actually be able to move over your competitive teams yeah maybe I will maybe I maybe, won't maybe maybe you could just redo the whole thing from scratch yeah another 1,500 eggs for a shiny yeah well that's gonna happen one day Dan <laughs> I'm not gonna never shiny hunt again Dan <laughs> I'm too sadistic to just let it go you know it's very it's got a very masochistic outview on Pokemon Mm. Like likes to torture himself. I do. Like every um, <laughs> I was gonna say every egg. I do like a cut in my arm. Like a, that's how that's how I count them. <laughs> please, please don't do that. Please don't do that. <laughs> Just like, oh Jesus, yeah, don't do Turn that. Turn into like a Batman villain by the time. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'll be. Yeah, that could be like um a good idea for the next evil team. So, like some shiny hunter who's gone crazy, <laughs> hatching eggs. <laughs> Give me all your eggs. And he's got like five shinies, but the last one's just a normal Pokemon because he just couldn't find it and it's turned him nuts. <laughs> <laughs> I've gone through 5,000 eggs. He doesn't know how to Masuda method. No. Well, I was using the Masuda method with Shiny Charm and it's still, uh, my luck still wasn't there. That's just uh, that's just dragging you in a well, nutshell. It's the luck of, not just the luck of the draw. I mean, did I get the last shiny in um, 11 eggs? Yes, I did. Was that, was that uh, the game punishing me? I think it was, Dan. <laughs> I think it was. So we'll move on for Pokemon. I guess uh, what's a is there another highlight? I know they were the two main games you smashed out last um, year, but well, not yet. Like I've sunk a lot of time into them, but yeah, we're not. We've been I, busy. I do You're have, on a holiday, so I've, I've had I've had a slightly pretty busy year. Um, I, I have Luigi's Mansion on my to buy list. I'll get that when I start making money again, but. <laughs> Uh, Drew will be a lot easier for him to talk about it since he's actually played it. Yeah. Uh, well, I've I've got nothing more to say on it, but it's a game that really surprised me. Uh, I was you know I was looking forward to it. So I'm going to buy this on launch, obviously. Um, but it's a game that really surprised me. Just how much I enjoy just exploring the mansion and getting every little secret. 
uh, just the charm. Like, I've played the other two Luigi's Mansions and I knew what to expect. But yeah, this one stepped it up a lot and I'm really happy Like next level game sort of found success, especially after um, Metroid uh, Metroid uh, Federation Force. Cause oh, yeah. That was the last game they made. And I, I didn't leave a whole lot of impression, did it? Yeah, I, I couldn't imagine they would have got too too much like good feedback on that no. especially like e3 when it got announced back whatever in 2014 like, yeah. or whatever it was yeah so i'm glad they they got a hit on their hands and i'm really happy they put a mario strikers reference in there spoilers for dan but it, it's it's not it's, much, oh my worry. god ruined yeah mario, Stri- <laughs> Mar- 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 mario strikers reference they put the third game in there <laughs> oh i just flip this table that's, that's the end boss play just a mario big strikers. soccer player mm. um no, so a lot of what I played this year was like either games that had come out like Mario Kart, Super Smash, Breath of the Wild. I jumped back into that for about 30 hours, but then like my big time sinks have been Pokemon Sword and Fire Emblem. Hmm. What about you? Other than Pokemon aside, what else have you spent a lot of time on this year? Well, I sort of like with my, um, I guess, work schedule, I usually end up playing a lot of games at the start of the year. Then the middle of the year goes quiet. Actually, then the like, sort of like this time of year onto March is like when I can really sit down and like play a fair few games. So it sort of like goes a bit quiet until yeah, until the end of the year. So there's like some blank patches, unfortunately for me. Um, as much as I'd like to play everything and be able to talk about it, but um, I remember this time last year playing Gris or Gris, or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> Gris. Yeah, uh, the indie game, which is just like... I put headphones on, and it's just so beautiful. Do you know what I'm talking about, the game? Uh, unfortunately not. So but... it's got like a really beautiful art style. It's like, I guess, sort of watercolour, sort of... I think it's like... It's, the, the name's French, so I assume it's like based off like French art. And putting the headphones on, it's just like a 2D platformer. It's like a very sort of basic... Uh, puzzle platform and there's no enemies you can't die or anything but you're just going through it and getting the visual and audio experience and getting in your ears and yeah it's something that just like really made me go wow as i'm playing it just in handheld mode sitting on the couch while everyone else is watching tv and there i am just like whoa <laughs> so that's something that stood out to me and uh there's katana zero which was a lot of fun i didn't play all the way through it but the bits i did play were just that's another game that really surprised me like it, it, it looks like just uh, another indie game but just it's the way it you can move in it it just feels so good and you don't, it only takes one hit for you to die but you go you instantly flash back to the start of the level and you just try again so you just start constantly like trying 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 again it's up there with probably Dead Cells which is like just a really fun 2D platformer a bit different to that um, Dead Cells is like a Metroidvania where you're you get sent to the ba- get sent back. You've got all the you lose all your items, but you sort of gain your experience and you get growing stronger gradually. So yeah, um, they're the two a I can think in, off the top of my head. Few gems for you this year. Yeah, and there's a lot too. Like I know Cadence of High will come out. Bryce absolutely loved it. I I quite liked it. I didn't like it as much as he did, but yeah, he absolutely loved it. I remember for the five minutes I played played on it when you guys were up in Adelaide for Avcon that I was absolutely terrible at it. But. Yeah, <laughs> it, there's a, there's a big learning curve because I, I was pretty bad at it too. Like. You, because like I play drums, so I'm like, oh yeah, I'll get the beat pretty easy, like doom, 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 doom. But it's like, no, nah, that wasn't happening for me. <laughs> so it takes a little bit. You can turn that off and get used to it, but it kind of beats the purpose of yeah. the game. Becomes like a a normal Zelda game with a uh, less combat and 
good music <laughs> <laughs> if you just turn well, off I mean like, Zelda games have good music generally anyway so it's they do they do so it's a flashback to a link of the past yeah well okay it's like a Zelda game and you're playing SoundCloud remixes <laughs> <laughs> that's what it's like <laughs> yeah I like the obviously it was a, it was a great year 2019 so there's there's heaps but um, big year for Nintendo yeah big year for Nintendo and like a lot of it was just doing this podcast and the lead up to Pokemon Pokemon's the main thing I was thinking about it's the main thing I was looking forward to like stuff like Luigi's Mansion oh that's a week away pre-order it get it wow this is great this surprised me um, Link's Awakening oh um, yes that's another thing I actually yeah, played this year see I didn't I didn't finish it I didn't play a whole lot of it um, mainly because I think it just didn't grip me at the time and yeah I, I've played about 10 hours worth mm. um, it's one of those games that's much better in the handheld mode of the Switch than on TV yeah when I you did, played, f- yeah. did find it very easy though yeah like, there's not much di- of a difficulty curve from what I had seen mm. Because like um, 2D Zelda games are some of my absolutely favorite games. So when I'm in the mood, I'm going to smash out that game pretty easy, I think. Like 12 hours. Yeah, like um, it, it's not a long Zelda. I, I, I think I just got like halfway roughly. Mm. I mean, that was just kind of a little bit of messing around. In between, but like... Yeah, from what I heard, like... It, 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 it was like a nice little polish of a game that like I'd always kind of wanted to because I missed Link's Awakening. Like, I just played, like, little bits in the virtual console, but it's not really the same thing. Yeah, so that's where I first played at the virtual console as well. Um, like... On 3DS. It's no... Like, it's noteworthy having come out. It's got a very nice kind of art style if you're into the whole chibi thing. Hmm. Um, but it's... Not really. It's just... It's a game. Like, like I forgot about it <laughs> until he brought it up just then. It's a game, yeah. It's, it's just a... It's a thing hmm. that happened. Yeah, because like this time of year when I'm like working at the pub, like like a fair bit, um, it was a three. It was 2017 when Blossom Tales came out on the Switch, and I just absolutely smashed that game out. Like, because I just got home and I just like looked for my Switch, picked it up, and just played Blossom Tales because I just found it so much fun going to that world, just exploring, collecting the collectibles, going through the story. So I think I might do a similar thing with Link's Awakening this year. Just like, you know, when when you're all gone, I don't have friends to distract me from <laughs> all these video games. Um, I think that's when I'll pick it up. I'll pick up a few more Switch games that I missed too. Like there's um this Astral Chain, which I played through like yep. like probably about a quarter or so. And I put it down because it's very I'm, well I'm reviewed bad, in I'm, the Discord. I'm a bad person. <laughs> yeah. Just the, the absolute worst. How dare you put down a game? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like that game is just like, it's one of the best looking games on Switch. The music's fantastic. Uh, yeah. And you haven't picked it up yet? Uh, not yet. Does, it, no. does that interest you? or? Uh, I mean, I'll probably eventually pick it up, but I don't know how much time I'll be able to sink into it. Because mm. at the moment, a lot of my time is just being dominated by Pokemon, and <laughs> I'm going to have a pretty flat out year next year, so... Yeah. And that's, that's the thing with Pokemon, too. Like, when I was at, say, the 100-hour mark or so, I'm like, all right, I should put this down now for a little bit and, like, you know, do Astral Chain, do Link's Awakening, like, finish some of these games I need to get done. Uh, but I'm like, this is what I want to do, so I'm going to keep doing it. Like, I don't know how long that's going to last for. Probably a while. Yeah, no, knowing you, because <laughs> <laughs> I don't feel like stopping yet. I'm actually really enjoying just like, like a lot of um, the stuff I'm watching on YouTube is like competitive Pokemon battles, watching A Drive and uh, uh, Wolfie and like some of these like really talented battlers doing that. Because it's it's quite new to me. Um, well, this generation's new to me. Like I did it probably gen 4 but like a lot's changed oh yeah a lot's it's changed. almost a completely different like meta game yeah yeah absolutely especially now with like you know the, some Pokemon missing so it changes like some others don't have a counter so they're 
good now and yeah yeah like ditto is overused in the smogon metagame now oh really because it's because of it's a secret ability it can just it's basically the perfect revenge killer mm. and nothing can because i've removed a lot of its counters yeah yeah because what was it it came out of i think it's uh what was that ability called uh, Imp- oh, illusion imposter. imposter that's right yeah because that came out in um gen five with um the dream world Z- zoroark that's, oh, that, that, that Zoroark was, was Illusion. Illusion, was it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, because, like, Ditto's a hidden ability, like, and now it has almost no real counter. Mm. It, like, just, it just transforms without having to do a move. Yeah. Yeah. Which is quite handy. It's actually made, like, something like removing some of its checks and counters that's made Ditto viable. Hmm. It's pretty cool, because, like, if someone sends out, say, like, a, a Ferroform, which is quite common to like lead to like send out spikes and set up toxic and stuff you can just like send out your ditto it's like, oh what are they going to use oh they're going to use that well I'll use that too <laughs> yeah it's like right back at you and it's like Gyarados has bounced back from like UU uh, uh, are you to OU again and hmm. it's been good for some Pokemon and bad for I mean, others bad, yeah. bad for the ones that get removed I guess <laughs> <laughs> yeah bye bye Tentacruel bye bye Crobat <laughs> oh no Crobat's pretty cool Crobat's cool too bad is not <laughs> Nah. nah. Yeah, so I guess before we uh, jump into some of our hopes for 2020, any any other games you can think of off the top of your head? Uh, we don't have a list or anything in front of us, so yeah. we're just sort of, got, sort of going off. I mean, I'd seen a lot of the creativity done in Mario Maker. That's mm, Mario Maker's obviously a big one. I remember playing like yeah. a Metroid Mario Maker cross up with you guys up in Adelaide, which is pretty neat. And yeah, there's some great levels shown it's a lot good yeah. good creative community out there i sort of just played through like i guess the story mode when you're rebuilding the castle played a couple of um custom uh levels when i sort of put it down i didn't really play it much yeah. more they've only like a, a month or so ago or a few weeks ago or whatever it was they brought out like the the link sort of update where you can play as link and use his arrows and everything i haven't played that yet but like so that's a great way yeah. of getting people back uh, good, good, good to see what people could do with in the creative community side, like building levels around it. And mm. yeah, I mean, I have like I've played little bits of it. Like, I think it still like merits discussion. I think it was an upgrade on the original Mario Maker, but like it didn't really do a whole lot other than just be like, hey, this is something that is noteworthy. Mm. But yeah. like personally, it didn't affect me too much. Didn't have it. Didn't have as big a splash as I thought it would. I think that's because of like the just the updates were so slow afterwards. Yeah, I thought like you know a month or two after it would have been the first one, then the second one, then like the third one when the the first one happened. But yeah, it didn't happen that way. So yeah, if we missed any of your favorite games or anything, we're sorry. Um, just give, give us a give us a yell on Discord. Be like, yeah. how dare you forget about Deus Ex Machina, Damon X Machina? How dare you forget about? I think most people un- did. Untitled Goose Game. <laughs> We didn't forget about Untitled Goof Game. We just didn't talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we didn't talk about your favourite game. Sorry. Yeah. Yell at Dan. It's all his fault. I'm just the worst. He's, he's the guest. The guest is meant to organise the show, aren't you? <laughs> um, so 2020, Dan, on your Nintendo Switch, uh, what, what are some things you're hopeful for and what are some things you're looking forward to that you know we might already know? All right. So uh, I'm, I am expecting more news on Metroid Prime 4. And Breath of the Wild 2, that possibly E3, possibly, possibly Tokyo Game Awards. Um, I'm, I'm looking forward to new Animal Crossing. Mm. So how much... Talk about Animal Crossing just while we're on this. 
How much Animal Crossing have you played before? Uh, I played New Leaf. So that was your remember, first Animal Crossing. Yeah. Remember playing that, like, thinking a few hours with you down at down at the beach, actually. Oh, yeah. And we were all just, like, just at, at the beach, and we are like, oh, we'll go fishing in Animal Crossing. Because mm. my first Animal Crossing was the DS one, Wild World. And I absolutely loved it. I pretty much played it by myself. There was one girl at school who loved it as well. So, like, we are like, caught up and, like... Do you like? Do you have any pears? It's like, oh, I do actually. So, oh, well, that's fantastic. I need some pears. Like exchange fruit and all that stuff. Um, but like, none of my friends were really into it. Then with the 3DS one with New Leaf, I'm like, hey guys, you need to get this game. It's pretty. It's pretty fun. And you guys picked it up for a little bit and put it down relatively quickly. I think in turn that sort of made me put it down quicker than I would have if I was just playing it by myself. Um, yeah. So I, so I didn't. That. I didn't actually. I didn't put. I put like 50 hours or something into New Leaf, but it was nothing compared to the previous Animal Crossing game. So I've been since then I've been like looking forward to the next game because all right, this is going to be the one where I'm going to be like it's going to be like an everyday game. Turn it on, do whatever I need to do, turn it off. Yeah, just like pop in yeah. for 15 minutes and then mm. or whatever you just want to unwind. Yeah, and I've been looking forward to that since Pokemon Quest because Pokemon Quest was like that was the first game I turned on, turn it on, did my little raids or whatever you want to call your expeditions I think they're called expeditions um, go out get my items cool turn it off play another game so that's probably going to be a similar thing to Animal Crossing because yeah, since then I'm like this is the type of thing I want to play on Switch just have something I'm in all the time um, so yeah I'm really looking forward to Animal Crossing that's probably the main thing I'm looking forward to next year even even like with these pie in the sky ideas like is Breath of the Wild going to be out next year and is this going to be out next year and that but even then like Animal Crossing's like I've, it's something I've been looking for for a long time like the Wii U even along the life cycle of that like yeah. where's Animal Crossing where's Animal Crossing where's Animal Crossing they released like the happy home designer or yeah they released like the plaza which was just like a me-verse for Animal Crossing fans because like um, the 3DS one was so big so they just made a me-verse community and like they had all the, the HD models of all the villages and all that and it looked so good and we're like oh we can't wait for the Wii U one because it's going to look like this and it just never came out because it obviously wasn't worth their time <laughs> yeah <laughs> well um, I mean there's a lot of things missing from the Wii U so mm, there is uh, but yeah finally Animal Crossing really looking forward to it I love like the look of the crafting and sort of starting from a tent instead of just like a little house and like the island's okay. yours you can like yeah. customise the whole island pretty much like you'd customise your house put down a campfire and put down you can like dig out trees put them where you want like it's just like a lot of uh, quality of life uh, features I, I think like weeds like you pull them out but they become items you can use to craft whereas like in other games you're just like oh I haven't played for three days I've got to do some weeding and like and then you get pull, nothing from you, it you pull them out and they're not even an item but now it's like well I've got weeds I can use it to craft this which I need I don't know what it crafts yet obviously I haven't played it yeah it's, it's still but, a few months away but yeah but I, I like everything I see I think the graphics I think they look a little bit underwhelming but the game's still in development f- yeah. from like the E3 footage and all that we've seen so yeah I'd like to see it like a bit more vibrant and glossy if that's, that's a weird way to describe it but no I kind of get what you mean yeah like almost almost like Pixar-ish yeah I'd like to see it I mean not not obviously up to like the quality of Pixar but mm. that kind of sort of bright colourful model yeah, yeah. Because like in the Wii U one, I remember it sort of like looking like really good. That wasn't the game; didn't have to push too much. But yeah, 
So yeah, looking, really looking forward to Animal Crossing. So you reckon you'll get into this one, or you reckon? Oh, I reckon I'll definitely pick it up. Um, how much I actually play of it remains to be seen. But get to come to my village, give me some oranges, give me some fruit, <laughs> get amongst it. Come and do some crafting. Give yeah. me, give me all your weeds. Because like, um, I've late last year or whatever it was, I got really into a Pocket Camp on phone for a bit, just because I needed that Animal Crossing itch, and it it it, it scratched it a bit, but it wasn't like. You couldn't just roam around your island. It was just like, oh, I want to go there. You tap there. Then, yeah, you basically teleport to that area and you run around there, get your stuff, go out to the next area. It was very much just like a checklist rather yeah. than like hanging out. So Yeah, it, yeah. I think it'll be a good game to pick up when you just kind of want to just zone out from the world, not have to care about anything really. Mm. And then with added online functionality and things like that, it'll just be... It'll be nice. It would be nice. <laughs> it'll be great. So you're relaxing. Oh, I'm going to sit on the beach in Animal Crossing land. Even in real life, I'm going to be on the beach. Actually, probably not. Just in a dark room. Just imagining <laughs> dank, I'm on the dark, beach. dark, dank room. Big, dark, dank room. <laughs> yeah. So what, what's a, what's another thing you're looking forward to next year? There's actually Just having look, a look through some of the games announced, there's not really much that actually kind of has jumped out at me straight away. Um. There are things I would like to see, like, announced. The major thing I really want to see is a new Kid Icarus. Like, we haven't had... Like, I think this came up the last time I was on the podcast as well. And I still, guess I did. Yeah, because I really and, want it. <laughs> and still, no no, no news on that front. But like, how long ago was Uprising? Like, 2013. 2012. Yeah. Yeah. We're about to go into a new decade. And it'll be another 20, another 20 years, just like last time before a new Kid Icarus. But... That, that's a series that's really ripe for something new to be done, especially the technology on the mm. Switch. And So, like, in April, that game's going to be eight years old. How? Yeah. Because <laughs> I remember I was in um, year 12 at school at the time, and we had to do a... Uh, I forgot what we had to do, but it was like a, it was an English assignment, and I did my English assignment on the story of, like, Kid Icarus. I can't remember how it, what angle I took or anything, but I just remember, like, because I just recently played the game at the time and I really liked it. So I'm like, well, I want to sort of like use it as an excuse to play through the game again. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like playing Kid Icarus in my English class. Like, oh, just refreshing myself on the story. <laughs> it's like, yeah, just keep replaying the same level because I need to know what Palutena does. <laughs> yeah. Um, like, yeah. Especially with the... like. The like, whole... Like, I feel like you could almost piggyback of God, off of like, God of War kind of the similar like mythology based kind of I mean it's more like Greek and stuff like because we saw the success of that like last year very different games obviously like what just do like a full on third person heavily story based like it's, game I think it's possible yeah because like Uprising was an on rail shooter that's what that game was yeah so you would change it from that to just like a third person game is that what you're you're proposing I think I would maybe not necessarily change the rail shooter, mm. but I would definitely do a whole lot of like story-driven stuff, which might also might take it away a little bit from Nintendo ter- territory. But I think there is a lot of potential in like that universe, like a deep story. Mm, I agree, and yeah. it's just hanging there, constantly yeah. in development hell for twenty to twenty-five years each time. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to wait another twenty-five years. 
excuse for another game because I, I really enjoyed the game. That was a game which uh, I was looking forward to. Even reviews come out and people were like, oh, this game sucks. I'm like, oh, really? That sucks. I mean, the controls weren't great, but like, no, they were... if you can get past that, like, it's a pretty good game. Mm, yeah, far from ideal. And now that we've you know, got Switch where we can play with the Joy-Cons and the Pro Controller and all of that instead of just one little nub and the, <laughs> the touch screen. Yeah, it can be a really, really great game, especially like up the graphics a bit, uh, have like t- twin stick controls. You could almost good. do a multiplayer mode with Pit and Dark Pit. Yeah. I think, um, to be honest, out of all the IPs Nintendo has, they're always going like, to say, hey, the next Pokemon's out. Hey, the next Zelda and Mario's coming out. But I think Kid Icarus is probably the one where which I'll do like a real hard fist pump, go, yes, yeah. finally. Like, like Metroid's that for a lot of people and but I think Kid Icarus that's the one which will make me especially happy yeah because yeah. especially since there's always so long between drinks for that one mm. yeah so if you're listening to Nintendo Kid Icarus that's how you get the House of Mario's money yeah I guess I mean they get our money pretty pretty easily <laughs> anyway because even like games were like oh don't know if we'll play that so I'll be better got to talk about it on the podcast so they usually get our money pretty pretty easy Fortunately, but, for but me. this would be like a day <laughs> day one pre order. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That'll be a. Oh yeah. That'll be a go to the e shop and pre order right away. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um. So I guess I brought out Metroid Prime. You're you. So you're hoping for Metroid Prime for to get a, a bit of information out I, there. I think it's gonna happen at either E3 or Tokyo Game Awards, but like. Still, all we've seen of it is basically just the title. Like, we, I think, like at this point, we need to see something big next year. Mm-hmm. Even, even like, not necessarily a release date, but like a, like a actual trailer or a gameplay demo. Yeah, like we need to see something. Yeah. I know, like there was the delay, but like you could still be like, this is. We're proud of how this is going. Here's a little snippet. Mm. Like just, just going from what Some- I. What I assume has been done since they got the team together and re-announced that Retro is taking over it and that. Like, they might have enough to show, but I think they'll be pretty tepid too because of I, what happened. Yeah. Like, they, they come out saying it's in development, then obviously it went to crap. I think, like, just to avoid... I think the next outing, they're going to be wanting to go, this is the game, this is, this is what's good, it's coming out now. I think that's what they'll be wanting to do. I don't think they'll be ready to do that this year. I just want but, something to whet the appetite, hmm. kind of, because it is a like it's been pretty hyped up for such a long time. Like, just yeah. something to, like stoke the fire, and like if they're just like, "Hey, here's a little bit of prime footage," yeah, the internet would kind of explode a little bit. Yeah, like, for better or for worse. Yeah, like I think they know the marketing pop will be quite quite good for them, but at the same time, I think they'll just be like, uh, "This is this was a big fuck up on Nintendo's part," whether it was just whether it was their fault or not um, just like because the idea was to sort of develop it like a Ubisoft game have multiple uh, studios from different parts of the world sort of collaborating on the one thing yeah. and, that, and that just wasn't working for them because that's not how Nintendo makes no, their games like there's not enough control over that for Nintendo yeah so you know they, they changed their mind they had to pivot give it to a different studio in house and you know I think just the, the way they came out and apologized for it where they actually like bowed and apologized for it I think they're like you know the next time this game is going to be revealed it's going to be what you're going to get and you're going to know when you're going to get it but as much as I say that it would be cool to be like here's a sneak peek so, like, here's Samus 
taking down a alien. And then here's Ridley stabbing Mario in the chest with his tail. Oh Jesus! <laughs> oh gosh! Just just like in the just Smash like in... reveal trailer. Yeah, that was a bit. That, yeah, that was quite awesome. Wasn't it? It's just like <laughs> holy shit! It's like oh oh okay. I just want just something. Mm. It's a bit of a tease. Yeah, yeah. Like like I said before, like um, I I like metroid quite a bit it's not it's not one of my favorite franchises so i'll be quite happy just to wait until i like this is the game we're not showing it too early this time we're not going to say anything too early here it is here's when you can get it because i'm sort of i'm sort of like sick of like if they come out of e3 and say here's a sneak peek at metroid expect more news next year it's like oh i'm sick of like these long wait times yeah that that yeah like i just kind of want something just to reassure me almost <laughs> reassure you but you got the shakes at night like oh god oh god I hope it's gonna be good is Prime 4 okay oh. <laughs> I hope Samus is okay oh god development hell must be must be torture for are you looking at the cat yeah where did she come she come through the door <laughs> but yeah anyway aside from being distracted by a kitty yeah hey Nala <laughs> do you want to come on the podcast Nala Nala <laughs> Nala hey sweetheart you peer into the microphone. No, she, no, she doesn't like being picked up. <laughs> Good cat. Good cat. Um, um, yeah. Anything else about Metroid? Or? Oh, I think I, I think we've covered most of the base. Just what I want out of it is just... Mm. I don't necessarily need the game. I just want to know it's okay. Yeah. So I guess a, a 3D Mario. You reckon we're going to see that? I I don't know if I'd see it necessarily. Um, on the scale of Mario games, we're due for something. Mm. But I would like a 3D one, but like in the style style of Odyssey, because that went gangbusters, and I don't really want another 2D scroller. Yeah. Like, no, so maybe like it, like an Odyssey two. Mm. Yeah, I, I personally like to see something different to Odyssey, just because like Odyssey, Odyssey was I really enjoyed it, but it wasn't my favorite Mario game um, or 3D Mario game. Uh, so I don't necessarily need to see like the hat mechanic and all of that stuff again. But I would like I would like to see see them do like a a different uh, 3D Mario game like when they, when they went Galaxy even Galaxy 2 Galaxy 2 was well Galaxy was like one of my favourite Mario oh, yeah. games so them doing a second one was like alright I'll, I'll do it again um, and there wasn't necessarily that surprise of you know the, the gravity mechanics again it was just like more of what was fun before whereas Odyssey I'm not, I'm not like I need need to jump on my hat again yeah I don't, don't need to jump on my hat again I don't need to take over enemies again like Especially with Odyssey, there's so many moons you can play that game. Oh yeah, like, there's a lot of depth to it. Yeah, yeah, but it's also, it's been a couple of, like mm. year and a half, couple of years now. So yeah, well, this will be the th- <clears throat> it'll be the third year by the time it comes out at the end of this this year. So yeah, because like Mario games typically are on a three year dev cycle, except for Odyssey because it would have been delayed because of the Wii U and the Switch and yeah, all of that mess. But even like we're we're due for something new in the Mario world just I want it to be 3D rather than 2D yeah I want it to be kind of more along the lines of like Odyssey than like new Super Mario Bros mm. like what I would love to see in the 2D space not the new Super Mario Bros stuff that's done to death I think Nintendo have gotten the idea of that now like Mario Maker's out I don't think it's really worth them bringing out another new Super Mario Bros game but I'd love to see like a really artistic and like different 2D game like something like something animated like Rayman Rayman Legends Rayman Origins oh, yeah. 
something like that the first thing that pops to mind is paper like paper mario yeah like, even, a, like kind of thousand year doorish yeah but even i would like to see something even more stylized than that something like really like hand-drawn and like because uh, there, there was a, a fan game someone re basically reanimated the uh, uh super mario bros super show into like a 2d game and it was like all hand-drawn all the animations of him punching like the blocks jumping it looked like really good and seeing like the polish of like nintendo's team making something like that would be awesome oh yeah and like put put like a mechanic in there which is like mario can turn into a paintbrush or something (laughs) (laughs) make him turn into a rock and he just sits there (laughs) i mean that's been done before with the was it tanuki statue oh yeah (laughs) yeah yeah i'd like to see that if like i don't want 2d games to disappear from the mario games it's just definitely not it's just just what they've been doing it's just like so meh yeah, it's like I don't, so, I don't want, I w- like I want something in that three D world because they seem more inclined to experiment there. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, if it has to be a two two D game because they're they're the ones that typically sell the best too, unfortunately. Yeah, well, <laughs> at least just easy to make, easy to produce, easy to get out in the market. So. Yeah, yeah. Because especially now, um, Ubisoft aren't making Rayman games. I'm like, all right, someone fill this gap for me. There's like Shantae and there's like still a fair few stuff out there, but. Because, like, Rayman just felt so good to play. Like, you, yeah. you jump and you hold down, you do a dive forward. You know, you got your hover if you hold in A. Spin around with his ears. And then it just got devoured mm. by Rabbids. No, oh, well, that didn't. They just well, stopped because yeah. Assassin's Creed and all of these. Well, because the Rabbids kind of came out of Rayman. And then all we see now is Rabbids this, Rabbids that. No, yeah, well, not really. Just Ubisoft changed their their teams to be making other stuff. Like, it's all, like, online shooting games oh, yeah. pretty much now. Because Rayman wouldn't have sold anything near <laughs> those types of things, but yeah. And um, Breath of the Wild too. Bryce keep Bryce is pretty adamant that we're gonna see it out this year. I'm like, I don't think we will, but I hope so. That'll be cool. I I don't think we will either, but I do think that since they gave us the trailer so quickly, I think we'll see a pretty developed trailer at E3. Yeah, we should at least see like yeah, it'd be like, like say like a 2021 game, mm. like early early to mid 2021 maybe yeah like it's, it's going to be positioned obviously around when it's finished but it's i think a lot of when it's going to come out is like a strategic plan against ps5 and xbox oh, yeah series x that's going to be like a big thing for nintendo been like all right we're going to have to use this as like a, a real chess piece be careful with it because that's the most important game they've got coming out yeah so they, don't, they really don't want to mess that one up or get like the timing wrong yeah because like maybe putting it out this November along with PlayStation and Xbox would be an awful idea. Maybe they should leave... Because you know, people are going to buy those consoles regardless. Like People like myself, I'm going to buy one of them. Yeah, I, um, I think the Switch complements them. doesn't need to compete against them. Yeah, it doesn't compete against it at all. Like, what my Switch is doing is... What I'm going to get my Xbox Series X or PlayStation 5 for is a completely different use case to my Switch. Yeah. 100%. So, so I would so, like them to not compete against them because I feel like they could get lost in that. But. Yeah. Because like if it comes out in November and I'm like, all right, I'm 600 bucks for the Xbox. I'm going to get a couple of games and uh, whatever it is. I'm like, oh, Breath of the Wild. It's one of my favorite series, but I've just spent all this money. So, I don't know. It might eat yeah. into that. It won't, like, me being big Nintendo boy over here, I'll probably opt for Zelda instead. But a lot yeah, of people. Say, a lot oh, of people I'm going to spend spend money on the Xbox One X and just give a pass on Breath of the Wild. That doesn't sound like you. Yeah, it doesn't sound like <laughs> me at all. No, but a lot of people that will be the case. But like, oh, we can wait. We can wait for Zelda. So, 
Cat, do you have to, mate? Nala. Don't claw, don't claw I, I, the carpet when we're doing the podcast. I Very well, inconsiderate. I would like a Nala clawing the carpet simulator. Oh. <laughs> no, we've got it right here, Dan. Get, get Cat, now she wants a pat. Look, you can't have both, mate. You can't, you can't be rude. We've got a few people listening to this. You can't just you can't just be so inconsiderate to our listeners, just, Nala. Just rude, Nala. Just absolutely. I mean, I'm going to give you a pat anyway, but still. Mm. Well, I guess before we wrap up, is there anything else uh, looking um, forward to next year? Just just on these little kind of tiny little notes that I wrote. I like maybe like a Castlevania. It's been a while since we've seen one of them, especially on Nintendo. That's been well received. So you reckon get Konami to pull its thumb out its ass and. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's going to happen. It's very, very... It's a wish, but yeah. And maybe just a new IP. Like a new first-party IP. Mm, I'd, be, I'd like to say that. But I like, I couldn't really tell you what they would do. No. No. You can't predict ARMS. You can't predict Splatoon. Definitely didn't uh, predict uh, Pikmin. You know, these things. Just they like, just kind of do... Nintendo does what they want. Yeah. Because like, I feel like a few other companies would be like, oh, well, it's going to be an open-world game. It's going to be a pretty cool protagonist. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be post-apocalyptic. Probably in America, because that's where most of the devs are. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) And and then Nintendo just comes out with, like, a gardening gardening simulator with new, like, gameplay mechanics and just goes goes really well. I don't know. Who knows? (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's what Pikmin pretty much is, isn't it? Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, I, I just said gardening simulator because I'm just looking at it, your garden right now. So. I need I need to do actual gardening, not um, just a simulator. <laughs> the mobile on. All right, Dan, we'll end the show there. Thank you very much for coming on. You're most welcome. I'm looking. Thank for- you for having me. No worries at all. I mean, thanks for coming on. As as I said, uh, I needed a guest. So a guest, Bryce. A guest, Bryce. Yep. I need a fill in for Bryce because he's uh his shoes are empty, and you need to jump in his shoes. They're they're a bit big. I think I only got halfway, but hopefully I did alright. You're just like you, you're like um it was Super Mario Bros. three when you get in the boot and you're just <laughs> jumping around the levels. That's you and Bryce's shoe. You're just sitting Come in, here, Goombas. <laughs> just sitting in this giant shoe. So I'm looking forward to doing cracking furfies with you throughout twenty twenty. Uh, everybody listening. Might might be might not be the greatest straight away, but it'll be fun to do. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be his uh, first podcast, he's a uh, main host on, so be nice to him if you're listening. Uh yeah, I'll uh, talk more about it when, when it's actually launching in that too. So everybody, thank you very much for listening to The House of Mario, episode 128. If you'd like to support the show, you can subscribe on your favorite podcast platform of choice. You can leave a five-star review. You can tell a friend who is also a fellow Nintendo nerd. That's the main way we can sort send, of... Send out a carrier pigeon with our, with our Twitter handle or something. Oh well, you could do you could do that, but could do anything. If they've got Twitter, you may as well just post it on Twitter. You know, be efficient. Don't waste paper. At the house of Mario. Just just leave the pigeon at home. Just uh, you can pat it. Pigeon, <laughs> pigeons are actually pretty cute. I'll be I'll, I'll admit. Like a lot of people call them like oh you know flying rats or whatever. Especially like in Italy where there's just heaps of them. But they're quite fine, cute little birds. They're pretty. They've got no brain. But uh, yeah. The pedoves. Yeah, so let let a friend let a friend know that's the best way is word of mouth to get the show around. Uh, you can share the show on social media as we as I said before. You can follow me at iDruby and the show at the House of Mario. Dan, do you use social media? Are you not, not particularly, but, oh. uh, but but I do use Discord, which we have our own dedicated server. 
We do. So you can join that in the show notes below. There is an invite link below. And you can get in there and tell me to get my act together and maybe do some social media. <laughs> you have Twitter. You have Instagram. Oh, so I, you- oh, I have Instagram. It's just mostly travel pictures. DtradRay45. Yeah. You can check out it. Check out uh, some it's- snowy mountains or is something Is that an like Aurora that. Bora Alice? <laughs> At this time of the year? In this part of the country? Yes. Mm. He's just, he, he's just come back from a trip from... What country did you say that in? Uh, Norway. Norway, yeah. So he saw... Yeah, saw the Northern Lights. Lights saw, saw some whales. Put them on Instagram. You can go and have a look. I saw some whales. <laughs> I hope you're not just talking about like me. <laughs> took a picture of me, put it on Instagram. That's a bit rude, Dan. You weren't meant to know about that. Oh, no. <laughs> and if you'd like to support us a little bit more, you can check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash where you can ex- get exclusive access to a couple of podcasts, including the House of Murray Encore, which is a, a, a bit of a, a bit of a extra bit of the podcast where either Bryce and I talk solo about, about a certain Nintendo topic we decide to talk about that episode. Or you could listen to the classic Cracking Furfies before jumping into the new one. Yeah, or you can listen to the classic Cracking Furfies. Which you were on the first episode of that too. I was too. So did you enjoy that episode, Dan? I did. So hopefully you enjoy the rest we do. We'll crack, crack. Plenty of Furfies, both literal and figuratively. Oh, yes, we will. All right, guys. Nintendo Jukebox this week is a Zelda melody by... Uh, uh, George Saws 8 on SoundCloud it's uh, it's good it's good See, every single time get through all of that get to the jukebox I say the jukebox and it's just like oh, I'm out of things to say <laughs> and I was like it's good it's it does the job <laughs> it does the job <laughs> now it's very good if you'd like to uh, see more by the artist check out the links in the show notes below and until next week have a good one bye bye bye